Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. I am here today with Aaron Newman and Mary Krista Smith, and we're going to be giving an update on the Mental Wellness Alliance. We've got some big news that just came out and wanted to share that with everybody. But first, how are you guys doing today? Good. Doing well. Thanks for having us. So just to remind everyone really quick, in one sentence, tell us your position and what you do. (laughs) Um, I think one sentence. The one sentence. I'm a former academic. That's hard to do. Basically, though, is to help oversee the implementation at this point now of the county's mental wellness strategic plan and to really help coordinate multiple committees in moving that forward. Mary Krista. And I am the Communities That Care Coordinator, and my role within the Alliance is to work within the coalition to uh, develop programs and strategies that benefit the mental well-being of the young people in the community and uh, take a preventative approach for mental health. And Erin, you mentioned the strategic plan, which is kind of the main subject of today's interview. So tell us a little bit about what that is and what's gone into the making of it. Well, I think first off, the big news is that on the 16th of November, County Council voted to ratify and implement our strategic plan. Um, As I've said before, this has been a long-coming community initiative with over 120 community voices at the table helping identify the needs of the community, as well as what do we see as sustainable solutions. All of that work has culminated in the strategic plan. In that plan, we really have identified five primary goals or areas that we're focusing on. First one being access, so how do we improve access to services and how do we enhance those services that we currently have while recruiting new services that we truly see as needs and gaps in our community. The next is how do we work on the prevention and education of not only our youth but our community as a whole and that's a big part of Mary Krista's role in working with the CTC committee as they're they're really being out there in the schools working with the students and coordinating those efforts between all three school districts. The other part is how do we make all this work sustainable at the end of the day? It's great that we've got all this initiative and things happening, but if we're not able to maintain it long term, it's not going to be really a benefit for the community. And I think that right there is a key component to the Alliance as a whole. Because we have such a broad base of people and organizations at the table, we're able to find those unique sustainability options for these programs. And I think that talking specifically about sustainability, since we really got underway this spring, that's kind of been one of the questions at the forefront is, it's great that we're doing stuff now, but how are we going to extend this and keep things going and keep the momentum going? Exactly, and that was part of the other thing that we uh, presented to the County Council was initial budget. Right now we're looking to get all of this done. If we were to try to do this in one year, we'd be spending almost 4.7 million. Um, but the good part is that's not all money from the county. county only makes up about 34% of what we're looking to do, sorry, 36% of what we're looking to spend to achieve our goals and the objective. The remainder comes from our community partners, from the school districts, from municipalities, from nonprofits, from the large organizations, the big three as we call them, Valley Behavioral Health, Intermountain Healthcare, and the University Neuropsychiatric Institute down at the University of Utah. And those really help then kind of move us forward to that next goal that we have, the recovery and reintegration. And that is, we've identified services, we're trying to address those gaps, we're hopefully getting prevention services happening early on, but then for those individuals that have been in crisis or in recovery, how do we help them be successful in their lives moving forward? Our drug court program is a prime example of showing just how we can reach out to individuals and help them get back on track, find everything from 
going through the treatments and therapy to get clean to learning new vocational skills so that when they come out they're able to have employment and housing. And then the next part and final part of all this is we've got a great amount of work being done but we also have a large part of our population that are sort of outside of this and that's our Latino population. So how do we make sure everything we're doing is accessible for our Latino population? So what do we need to have in Spanish? What are those services? Right now the most in-demand practitioner nationwide is a mental health practitioner who can speak Spanish and is culturally relevant in Spanish. So not just I took Spanish in high school, but what does what medical Spanish look like? So making sure all of those different goals are there, that's kind of where we're at with the strategic plan. And it is an exciting time right now with the County Council approving it. We'll be going to the other municipalities asking for resolutions in support of the Council's resolution. And as we move forward with this, you're going to see a lot of things happening pretty quickly. And one thing you talked about, not only with the Latino or the Spanish population, but also with the Justice court I think it's important to note that this plan is being driven by the mental wellness alliance mm -hmm. but it stitches together for lack of a better word all of the different mental health and substance abuse providers and resources that are out there so this is something that's a community driven effort as we've said a lot of times before and this plan isn't just something for the mental wellness alliance but it's mm -hmm. something for the county as a whole kind of a roadmap to guide us over the next 12 months exactly i think the best way to describe to the strategic plan not only is a roadmap but also kind of helps us from duplicating efforts so if we're able to publicize this is what we're working on and we hear of an organization that we haven't worked with yet or hasn't come to the table and they say you know what we've been working on this same exact initiative how can we help that's a key part of what we're looking to do as well with the Alliance is to how can we best bring what resources we have and use them most efficiently so we talked about where we are what are some immediate next steps that we'll be undertaking at the first of the year each of the committees right now are currently working on identifying what are the timelines and what are they needing to work on one thing that we're very excited about um, it's a program we've been looking at called a clubhouse model where it allows um, individuals recovering or living with a mental illness to kind of gain independence to learn those fundamental skills to hold employment to live on their own and we're in talks with another organization right now in the community. Unfortunately, I can't say who on a podcast. Teaser. <laughs> but we're excited that they're going to be providing space and possibly employment um, for these individuals going through the program. Other areas we're seeing a lot of success is really in Mary Krista's area with Communities That Care, and I'll really let her talk about that. Well, in thinking about what's coming up in the next few months and looking towards next year, Communities That Care is a coalition building process to build the capacity and the political and community will to address uh, mental health and substance abuse issues and really provide prevention for young people in the community. So in our process up until now we have been meeting with key leaders and stakeholders and bringing the community together at the table and most recently evaluating the SHARP data, which is a mental health and substance abuse survey given to all Utah students grades 6 through 12 every other year. And we use that data as a foundation to say, okay, what are we seeing and what are the priorities that we can identify from the responses from the youth? And we also marry that with other sources of public data as well as our gut feeling does it make sense in our community and and are these the priorities that we are seeing at the top in people's minds going forward so right now we are in the data assessment process and looking to bring forward those priorities 
to the community during the first of the year. And what that does is allow for us all across Park City and Summit County to harness our efforts towards that same North Star to align our ships, with, if you will, and to say this is where we're headed, these are the reasons why, and this is what success looks like. This is how we know we will have achieved our goals. And so we're in a really exciting time with the process and knowing what those priorities are after the first of the year is going to drive everything we do um, as far as programs and uh, continued coalition building and implementation across the county. And you guys have been pretty busy specifically related to the CTC the last couple of months with a youth retreat that yes. was at the National Ability Center and then also recently in the last couple of weeks bringing on a committee chair. So why don't you talk a little bit about those two things just yes. to bring people up to speed. I feel that one of the most important elements of communities that care is the involvement and the input of the young people at the table and so in North Summit, South Summit, and Park City School Districts, there are young people working on mental wellness within their districts in their own ways, whether it's Hope Squad or Star Club or Impact Club. There are members of all three of those uh, school district, high schools that came together to a youth retreat really to collaborate, to share resources, to share ideas, and to develop strategies of what can they do countywide, it, that it's not just Camus or not just Colville, but there's an impact that can be made by working together across the county. And they have the best knowledge and insight about what's actually happening with the young people. They um, are going to be key in the gut check of the data. And um, the work that we did together at the NAC, the National Ability Center, was truly inspiring to watch them connect, collaborate, and really share in a very hopeful vision of the future for their peers. And speaking of sustainability, it's exciting to see them say, you know, I'm going to be graduating in a year or two, but I really want this work to live on. So within the youth um, committees, they are also looking to create sustainability within their schools for their clubs and initiatives. Uh, Steve White has accepted the nomination, the unanimous approval of the Communities That Care Committee to be our board chair and I'm really thrilled that he has said yes. Um, Steve is the executive pastor of Mountain Life Church and he brings a wealth of experience to the table working to develop community-based resource solutions in Africa, India, and Haiti most notably. And so he travels all over the world doing similar work to communities that care. What are the issues within the community? What are the resources that are available here and what does success look like? And and a truly an understanding that the solutions we seek exist within the community. We have the power to um, to create the future that we envision and that everything we need to do that is available to us. And I'm excited to have Steve on board bringing that wealth of insight to this particular coalition as we go forward. So now that we're moving forward, and things are really getting underway. We've encouraged people in the past to come out and if they have an interest or skills that they would possibly be willing to share with the Alliance, they're always more than welcome. Why don't you, Erin, just give us maybe 
a quick summary of some newer workgroup areas that have started up or some workgroups that maybe there's room for people to come on. Basically, what can people do if they're excited about this news and want to get more involved? Oh, we have lots of ways to get, have them get involved. That's not a problem. Um, what's really nice is so we have several committees. And as you've heard about the CTC committee, I would first off start by saying anyone that has a passion for working with youth or addressing issues um, that affect our youth, please reach out to Mary Krista and share that passion with her so we can find ways to get you involved. Other areas we're working on, though, is their access and capacity committee. And their really primary focus is identifying those gaps of services. How do we address those? How do we bring those in? So our clubhouse discussions are happening with that group. Other areas they're working on, one is called a hub. It's trying to create a centralized location where individuals can go to find out who are our mental health practitioners in the county? What are their services they provide? And more importantly, are they taking new clients? Um, that's one of our big issues is we have a lot of individuals that are out there, but we have some incredible wait times that if you're in crisis, they're not going to help you. So where can we send you to get you in as soon as possible? Then we have our law enforcement first responders committee. They are working on a lot of issues, some um, specific to first responders, such as how do we create what's called a PTSP, post-traumatic stress protocol, where if a first responder has experienced uh, certain situations, how can we ensure they're getting the appropriate counseling and mental health, not only for themselves, but also their family members? Because a lot of times there's that carryover from just because you had this happen at the work doesn't mean as soon as you get home, just because you took off your badge, it's not, right. it's no longer there. As well as work with our drug court and exploring options for a mental health court. And what we're calling for right now, lack of a truly uh, more PC name and incident response team, where if we do have a mental health crisis in the community, how can we create a team of professionals that can go out and deal with it to free up law enforcement from having to be that responder? Um, nothing worse than being in the in a mental health crisis and you call 911 and it's not just the law enforcement, now you have the ambulance there, now you have the fire department there, everyone having uh, lights blaring. It's, it's not a conducive environment for that situation. Then we also have our um, Latino Affairs Committee, which is what I'm very passionate about in reaching out to the community and identifying how can be, what are the strategies for engaging our Latino community, not only in awareness, but services, um, as also with our students. Other areas we're looking at is our, who am I, I'm always forgetting some. Well, I would love to put in a plug for our fundraising committee, especially for our upcoming event, the My Tri, which is a mindful triathlon on May 5th. And it's an opportunity for our community to gather, to have a fantastic time in a 5K yoga and meditation and to raise funds for the Alliance. And as anyone who's worked in event fundraising knows, there are ample opportunities to come, to participate, and to also help do that on-the-ground support that's so critical to our success the day of. So please consider volunteering for that if you have a passion for, for events, for fundraising, for yoga, for running, um, and for mental health. And we'll have more information and probably a separate episode about that as we get a little bit nearer. So there's just a little teaser there that that is coming up and we will have information available for that. Uh, before we wrap up, Erin, Mary Krista, either of you have anything else you want to add? Just that it's, this is a really exciting time for our community. Um, what began, unfortunately, on a tragedy has really galvanized everyone together for action. Um, there is a wonderful, positive feel as you talk to people. There's an excitement in the air. 
that we're moving forward towards solutions. This is not, this is no longer one of those theoretical discussions of, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? Now that we have a ratified and endorsed plan, we're able to move all of this into action and start having these solutions for the community. Awesome. And if you want to keep up on the latest information and the latest news coming out from the Summit County Mental Wellness Alliance, you can visit us at summitcountyhealth.org slash mental health. And there you'll find a place where you can sign up for our newsletter to get information coming out. You'll see everything we've been up to lately, lots of other resources, and also a short plug, a calendar of events now that's in place, which will show we're hoping to get any and all mental health events happening in the community. No matter who the organizer or sponsor is, they should be available up on that site. So if you have something you want to add there, feel free to drop by and put that in. And if you're interested in learning more and getting more involved, that's a great place to go to see what's going on in the community. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Derek.